0: Good morning, and welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host, and the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us in new ways and perhaps make new connections. Our topic today is on the opportunity to think more deeply about our relationship with veterans and ways we can continue to support them. And we have a wonderful person to help us uh, on this journey of discovery. And it's Derek Small, who is the new director of military programs at the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation. Welcome, Derek. I'm so glad you're joining us today. Thank you
1: so much, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Um Absolutely. You're new to uh, being the director at the uh, Educational Foundation, but you're not new to the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation board that you served on, um, and you also served on the Wisconsin State Restaurant Association, I understand.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Um, I started uh, off uh, after I retired from the military. um, I started off with uh, working for Goodwill Industries, and from there, I went to the Center for Veterans Issues. And in between all of those things, uh, I got my start uh, with the ACF, the American Culinary Federation, uh, where I was president of the Milwaukee chapter, and then got on to the Wisconsin Restaurant Association Educational Foundation's Board of Trustees, and later uh, on got on to the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation, of Board of Trustees, and I just left there three years ago. So I was with them for three years and got the opportunity to be part of the um, military uh, programming as the as the new director. So I'm very excited to take on this new challenge.
0: You've got a real heart for helping to support veterans as they look. Uh, to come back from perhaps retiring from the military, and and what's their next step? And you've got opportunities that you want to support them in that.
1: Absolutely. Well, being a Navy cook, um, and uh, 20 years of being a Navy cook, um, back when I joined in 1988, it was very difficult to, um, and I'm sure you can attest to uh, this is too, the uh, food service industry was looked as a stepping stone to mm-hmm. another, an, another job. It was a transition, um, so right? You know, it was the, a transition, that, right? It wasn't really, right, it wasn't really anything glamorous, glamorable, but at the end of the day, um, you know, being a military cook, um, has a lot of, of hardships, but it also has a lot of, of, of something to be proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, When we look at military and veterans, we, you know, the first thing that comes into people's heads and minds are guns and missiles and, and, you know, defending and all that stuff. But without food service, without food, without the services that the cooks provide, um, the strongest army could not be as strong, right? Absolutely. So we, we, we look at what makes, uh, what makes the end mission successful is the individuals in the service areas, the individuals that really provide the nourishment and the food and the services to help push that ag- uh, agenda ahead so our mission could be successful. So um, my position now, I'm in a position now to help thousands, millions of, of, of transitioning veterans and veterans that are, that are um, homeless and need assistance. Um, I, I'm a true believer in giving back, um, and I understand that at some points in our lives, you know, we have to go through what we call the ringer, mm-hmm. and uh, as a as a Navy veteran and as a veteran in the military, we all have to go through the ringer. I think that would uh, um, ring true to a lot of veterans that are probably listening to the uh, program. Um, but what happens after the military? Right. Right. Um, well, again, you know, with the uh, mental issues that we are having in this country now that needs to, that are being addressed, thank God that they're being addressed, mm-hmm. um, you know, we need to do a better job on how we can support the individual coming out of the military. And especially in a, in a food service capacity, because um, although we have looked at the food service industry to be a little bit more, um, uh, a little bit more uh, palatable mm. to to everyone now because of the food service network and so forth. Um, we still have that stigma of, oh, you know, when's your next job? You're right. you're
0: cooking. Right. What's your next job? Right? And, and so nor need- nor nor is there a recognition that there are a variety of opportunities within the industry. Absolutely. That you know. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, the, the the opportunities for a military veteran um, in food service now is is astronomical. It, it it is, you know, we we have certifications now. We have schooling, post-education. Um, you know, we have our programs where the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation has uh advanced culinary training. Um, you know, we have skill bridge programs. So there's a lot of programs out there that help transitional veterans and individuals that have served our country that would like to pursue a a, uh, job in the industry uh, better now than, you know, five or six years ago.
0: It's interesting because I think there's both a cultural perception of veterans and there's a cultural perception of food service. And you're kind of taking on both (laughs) with this position. (laughs) (laughs) And and I think that there can be some assumptions or – Not deep thinking. Um, So when I think of the veterans and and we've talked about this, sometimes Mm -hmm. folks just think about them on Memorial Day and Veterans Day. Okay, you know, give special Mm -hmm. honor. But not mm-hmm. not all the time of recognizing that this is a culture in our country that um, needs our support for those that are going through a tough time, or needs recognition of the work that they have done that allows them to be able to be successful in integrating into the non-military and and what does it offer. And then you've got the food service that has like, well, what's your real job? <laughs> something that you're – and that may be a perception of folks from the military as well. So you almost need to work on on two fronts in terms of helping to recreate um, a different vision for both the veteran and, and for the opportunities in food service.
1: Well, you know, you hit on something uh, about – the perception of the veteran, you know, most people think, oh, you you joined the military, you got out, you're you're good. Um, and that's far from the truth. I mean, um, most veterans that get that get out have, especially if they spend any length of time in the military, um, all they know is the military. So coming out into a civilian uh environment is kind of alien to them on many levels. Um, you know, even to the point of how do we uh, translate our jobs in the military to civilian life? What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Because the jobs in the military are very different in, in nature and, and in mission. And um, so a lot of people think that, oh, you, you're in the military, you're great, you got out, you got this. And then there's the health issues, you know. They're, they're, they're the, uh, I always say, the, side, the silent injuries, mm-hmm. the ones you can't see. You know, because you have both arms and legs, doesn't mean that you're not injured as a as a veteran. Um, so, um, I think how we approach a veteran, first of all, is finding out the need of the veteran, right? Um, and in my, I guess, in my journey to where I am now, um, we developed uh, training programs when I was at uh, Troop Cafe. In Milwaukee, we we developed training programs to help veterans uh, in culinary arts uh, either go two pathways, either go to uh, uh, a secondary school, meaning a you know to get their associate's degree in culinary arts, or to go to work. Um, those were two different pathways, and we were very successful in doing that. Um, and again, but with doing that, there is a lot of issues that come with that. It's not. Just teaching a culinary course, it's also um, dealing with mental illness. It's also dealing with economic um, um, issues that the veteran may 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 have due due to him or her not being in um, in the in the civilian sector. So dealing with all of that
0: is and very I, uh, and, and I have to believe on. the uncertainty of not knowing what your next. Opportunity would be in civilian because it's very different from the military. Adds to the mental stress as well. You know, oh, just yeah. not knowing, you know, what's next yeah. um, can can create a lot of mental stress. But I, I, but you said something before to me uh, when we were having a conversation that really struck home about how the job not only is good for the job and the pride, but it does help the mental health as well. Just you know, having something that that you have the opportunity to work towards, um, then that pride of having Absolutely. that job um, creates a mental health.
1: Absolutely, and you know. Uh, I would say most veterans are mission driven mm-hmm. and we like to have a mission and we like to complete that mission. And, um, you know, when we, when we are, um, when we're tasked, we, we, we want to complete the job in a, not just in a timely manner, but we want to do it to the best of our ability, right? We want to do it to that military standard. And, um, being, being a part of, let's say, being a part of a, a program that is going to not just um help the individual learn a skill set but also uh give that individual that motivation to strive for more is invaluable it it, it 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 makes the individual feel better about themselves and you're absolutely right with the with the mental illness it, it it really helps that because it is giving that person that um ability to to look ahead and saying that yes there's there's more road for me to go. No, this is not the end of the road. This is more. So I can look to, to the sunset Now I can see further. And um, while I was training veterans, that was part of the uh, the feedback I got was, you know, thank you for motivating me. Thank you for making me get up out of bed in the morning because I wanted to have something to do. And I wanted to feel useful. And that's one of the biggest things about hiring veterans too, you know, especially in our industry is that, you know, the loyalty that is there with each veteran that, that individuals hire is, is, again, you can't put a price tag on that. You know, the individual is going to come to work on time. They're going to do the best job that they can and they're going to learn more because they want to advance.
0: And with that, we'll need to take a break. But I want to have our audience know, if you want to learn more about these programs, you can go to chooserestaurants.org. You may know someone or you yourself may want to learn more about these uh, programs that are available. Or if you'd like to make a donation, again, that's chooserestaurants.org. We'll be back and we'll learn a little bit more about Derek's journey uh, and some of the interesting path that he's taken uh, to where he is today. So stay with us and we'll learn more about Uh, The military programs that are offered through the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. So glad that you joined us today. Our topic today is taking a look at our relationship with veterans and ways we continue to support them. And we have a terrific guest that is sharing his story and his journey and the work that he's doing. Uh, Derek Small is the Director of Military Programs at the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation. Thank you so much for joining us, Derek. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. Well, we've been talking about looking at the challenges of Coming back and becoming a civilian, the, our role with veterans and what we can do to support them, and also you know taking another look at food service. Uh, there are some great opportunities in food service, and and Derek is working to kind of look at both of those issues. You know, what are ways that we can position food service as more of a career and a positive thing, and be able to support veterans coming back and seeing opportunities for themselves. And I want to go back and and have you share a little bit about you know how how you got into the Navy. What what what's your story that that led you to the work that um, you are today? Uh, but what what got you going into the Navy?
1: Well, um, a lot of people don't know this, but I was born in London, England, in 1964, and my brother he was uh, in the Merchant Marines and he worked for Shell Tankers. He used to come home and his nice uniform and he used to pick pick me up he's 10 years older than i am mm-hmm. and um i just thought that was the the best thing out you know yeah. everybody you know he he was my superman he was the hero of everything that i did so i in the young early age i always wanted to be a sailor i wanted to to be a part of that community and um i got a chance uh to do just that in 1988 i joined the navy um but when I joined, I had I had no idea what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. and I it's, it's it's a funny story because I did not imagine that I would have been cooking in the navy. <laughs> At the time, I didn't know how to even boil water, let alone cook. So and and was, your uh, and
0: your first reaction to food service, you yourself wasn't a positive one, right? It was like, what am I doing? What, well, what's this?
1: Right. Well, it wasn't a positive one, and. Reasons being was um, twofold. One, um, I didn't know how to cook. That was number one. Uh Number two, and most importantly for me, um, I uh, did not... uh, The stigma of being a uh, cook in the Navy, especially, um, was reserved for people of color Uh at the time. Hmm. And I... I really did not appreciate it. I did not like like that stigma that went along with that, that I thought I could have done or I should have, or I could have done more. However, one of the biggest things that um, I was taught as a child um, by my parents was no matter what is put in front of you, regardless of what it is, do the best that you can. So it was, it, the, the pride I had in myself to put forth the effort so for the first four years, obviously, I wasn't happy with, uh, with my job because of the, the stigma of being a cook and, and, and so forth. But um, it wasn't until I, I got to a shore station in Newport, Rhode Island, where one of the chiefs pulled me to the side and said that he saw in me um, something that I didn't see in myself. <clears throat> and I, 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 I didn't understand what he was talking about. But um, I'm glad I listened, and he said he's going to send me to Johnson and Wells. I was in Providence, Rhode Island. He sent me to Johnson and Wells to learn culinary arts, to improve on my skill set, and to come back to the base and just you know do what I do. So I did that, and lo and behold, I found that there's more to food service than you know cooking for you know fifteen hundred people. You know, there's the management side. There's the uh, there's the business side. I mean, there's a lot of different entities that we can fall into food service. Um, and at that time, I also thought, huh, it would be great to train, to be a trainer. And I never knew at that point, anyway, I never knew that I would have been a trainer. I would have gone on to, to train individuals in culinary arts. Um, but – that was my motive, and I had to learn the back of the house. I had to learn how to cook, to clean, um, all of that, and then I learned the front of the house. I learned the business part of it. So um, going through all of that, and then in between all of that is the Gulf War, of course, and 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 doing. I I once cooked through um, in a microwave for three hundred and fifty people. <laughs> For weeks, I I could not even imagine, <laughs> which which takes very very and, and back then now we're talking uh, in the early nineties. Yeah, we're talking in the early nineties. The microwaves are not how the microwaves are now. They're yeah. not the big giant microwaves. But it's anyway. But that that was a um, you know one of the things that I really enjoyed um, about food service is that I can. Um, I can put my own personality into whatever I'm doing. So, you know, we always say bacon is a science. You have to follow that recipe because you can't deviate. Mm-hmm. But for a cook, it's an artist. You are an artist. We, we, we can design and make things better. And when you see someone sit down and, and, and have a, a, a nice bowl of soup on a, on, on a frosty winter day, which I'm having right now, <laughs> or, you know, they sit down and they have a, a, a nice steak dinner and the smile that comes over their faces. Mm. You know, one of the things I told, I told my students, I said, you'll never, ever see a child cry while they eat ice cream. They will <laughs> cry before and they will cry after, but not while they're eating it. And that's true because food nurtures our souls food motivates our mind, you know? So I got into that and I started thinking, I can use this as my springboard to help other individuals that are probably in thinking that this is a dead-end job in the military, that this is a dead-end job, but there's more out there that, that, that is to uh, full service other than, you know, uh, standing behind a big copper pot and stirring around something and serving it to thousands of people. There's more invested in that if you, if you want to do that. So um, I look at my whole entire military career <clears throat> as God sent in so many different aspects that um, set me on a path where now I can help other veterans hopefully get, get on a path to whatever they want to do with, within the industry.
0: Something that you said earlier about the chief that saw something in you that you didn't see in yourself, it strikes me that, that you're seeing in others something that they might not be seeing in themselves.
1: Well, yeah, um, a, lot of, a lot of individuals especially in uh, in food service or the service industry within the uh, military. They, it's a thankless job because as human beings, you know, if you think about it, how many times have we thanked the waiter? How many times have we thanked the cook? How many times have we thanked the person at the uh, drive through window? You know, we're so busy in our day. We, we, we go through, we, we order, and we're out. We're gone because food is a right. We have to eat to live. Um so but in that in in that same context um we should be thanking those individuals we should be thanking those individuals for keeping us safe we should be thanking those individuals so we can make it home at 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 the end of the uh, day because we ate a a hamburger that was cooked perfectly and was and 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 the sanitation behind it was perfect mm-hmm. we should thank that person that we're not in the emergency room right you know, so that's, that's the importance of it. I mean, when you think about, and, and I know we talked about uh, the military and then veterans, I mean, uh, veterans and food service and how does that coordinate. When you think about it, and I think I mentioned it earlier, if you are in the Navy, Army, Air Force, Marines, we have different missions, but our objectives are pretty much the same, to, to have peace within the whole world, right? Mm. We are the defenders Absolutely. of that.
0: Absolutely.
1: Right? Without, without individual servicing that mission, the mission goes nowhere. No one is going to be able to do anything if they're sick. Right. I don't care how, how mentally strong you are. If you have food poisoning, you're not going anywhere. You're not. And we don't appreciate, at least we have started to appreciate but we don't fully appreciate what those services actually do for the overall mission of the military and, and with, the and, United States.
0: and with that, we're going to take a break, but we're going to come back and you're going to share more about what could be those next steps for those folks that hopefully are continuing to get more pride in the work that they're doing and there's more recognition in, a, in the military today than maybe it was before and that they're, there's moving towards a recognition of, of thanking and supporting? And then what, what, what opportunities may be back here um, in civilian life and ways that you're supporting them to make that happen? And to learn more about the work that uh, Derek is doing, you can go to ChooseRestaurants.org Learn about the military programs As well as if you'd like to make a donation That would be warmly welcome We'll be right back just after a few commercials (music) Welcome back to Connections Radio Show Where we talk about ideas that matter So glad that you've joined us today. Our topic is looking at our relationship to veterans and ways we can continue to support them. And to help us understand better ways to be thinking and doing and being and creating good support is our good friend Derek Small, who's the director of military programs at the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation. Welcome, Derek. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. You know, we've been sharing about looking at uh, the military, looking at the work of um, folks in the military, and then also food service as an opportunity both in the military as well as in civilian life, and the work that you're doing to help support, uh, you know, a, a program that helps transition folks from the military into civilian life, and one of the ways I think it would be interesting for our audience is to have you share about how each of the opportunities that you had in going from the military to where you're at today was sort of a combination of going on your journey, having the opportunity, sometimes hitting a brick wall and, and finding even more richness even after going through that brick wall. And one of the That's things it. that I think about is that you had almost thought that you're going to stay your whole career in the military, right?
1: Yes, yes, that was that was the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, when I uh, when I uh, my last tour was in San Diego, and I was on the USS John Paul Jones, I was in charge of. Three, uh, 350 uh, personnel on board. When I say I'm in charge of 350 personnel on board, I'm, I was the lead person for the food service operation. So everything went through me. Um, and I was up for, I was E6 and I was up for E7 chief. And I made the, uh, board and I'm thinking, oh wow, I made the board and, um, I am gonna stay in past my 20 years and I'm going to, you know, be a chief and, you know, uh, obviously, uh, be in at least for another 23 or at three more years. So 23 years total or 24, depending on, on what, what that went. And, um, so when the results came back from the board, I unfortunately did not make the cut, which was very disappointing to me because um, at that time, I had put in so much work into um, my craft, but also into the military as far as um, making myself promotable. In other words,
0: and so, you ha- and you had a lot of accomplishments behind you during that time.
1: Absolutely, and and there
0: must have absolutely. been you know some hard swallowing in terms of you know why is this happening, right?
1: It was yes, it was some come to Jesus moments with yeah. myself, and yeah. uh, I. I really, and then I had to pivot because I didn't have the luxury of time. So I had to really pivot really quick. So my, my, um, my, wiping my tears and in wounds and licking my, my wound, so to speak, I, I really had to get back on. Now I am transitioning out. What am I going to do? And, uh, I honestly did not know. I honestly did not know. And, uh, I put my resume out and uh, cover letter out and back then the email is not as, as sophisticated as it is now uh, but I put that out and I was just hoping and praying for a miracle um, fortunately when I got out I, I uh, did not receive any uh, callbacks from any of the uh, places that I had put my resume in so um, and I'm a family man so I, I had uh, kids and wife and you know, so I had to provide and I I went to a temp agency and I got a temp job or was going to get a temp job in a hospital um, and it was very deflating not because I'm too good to work in the temp agency or the hospital but because of where I was coming from and, and, and what I was commanding based upon Uh, the management skills and stuff that I had and what I would be doing. And you were, you were in a
0: leadership role and, and, and in this temporal, you would be in a cafeteria essentially, right? Yep.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, so I was, you know, again, I was feeling a little sorry about, about that, but you know, it, I'm a true believer in hard work, so it doesn't make a difference where you start. It makes a difference where you finish. Right. Right. So I was ready to take on that challenge. Fortunately for me, um, I got a call from Goodwill Industries saying that they would love for me to be part of their team, and that was a that was a I would say a great intervention um, because I not only did I go back to my roots of working within the military, now I'm working uh, with um, recruits that are coming to eat within the uh, the, the uh, cafeteria or the uh, galley and um, but i'm also supervising uh, uh individuals to get that mission done um, so i did that for about
0: 2 ye- 2 years and, and what uh, and- a, what a wonderful opportunity. Two, two ways. One, you know how the military, you, you know how military feel when they leave and that panic that you had. What do I do now? I mean, so there's a, a relatability to the folks that, you know, you, you know how they're feeling when they're coming out of the military and looking for civilian life. And two, here you are doing training, the very thing that sets you up for, you know, helping to do programs today. I mean, I just think that that, that yeah. crossroad really gave you a bigger blessing in being able to know, you know, how can I really make a difference in the long term?
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, working, working with individuals with disabilities and disadvantages, and I did have some veterans within that help of, of working with individuals and training them on food safety and also basic uh, culinary skill sets. Set set me up to um, really look at uh, the bigger picture, and I think you hit it on the on the the, uh, nail there. Where uh, most veterans, we have that anxiety of like, oh my god, what what do we do now? Mm -hmm. And if I had any suggestions for anyone that's listening that may be in the military that's doing, you need to start um, you need to start thinking about that. I would say two years out. Therefore, it gives you time to 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 develop that skill set that's going to make you more employable as you get out. So I would say that. But when I, when I left Goodwill and I went to work with the center for veteran issues, it was working at a grassroots level, building a training program from grassroots for veterans, specifically for veterans. And I worked with a lot of Vietnam vets that um, had a lot of issues, but, um, we're willing to to work through those issues, and like I said earlier in the earlier segment about meeting the individuals where they are, and not just um, um, giving them the skill set, but giving them that wraparound service of, hey, you know, if if you have um, uh, uh, illnesses or mental illnesses, or you have some substance abuse, or you have some economical issues, we need to address those. We need to take care of those. Uh, and then we can put you in the classroom. You can learn, and then we can get you a job because then only will you be successful. But you know, there's a lot that uh, individuals take for granted. Again, they 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 really don't think that um, we have we have free medical. So, but that all veterans have free medical. Now, all veterans um, have free anything.
0: And even if, just, they, if they do, there might be waiting lists, and there may be all kinds of you know difficulties to get access a lot of to paint. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about specifically some of the cool programs that you're doing right now. Um, I know that there's the ACTP and the Chicago Military Service Training that I'd love to have the audience learn about.
1: Sure. So, the Advanced Culinary Training Program, otherwise known as ACTP, is it provides members of the armed forces an opportunity to improve performance of official duties therefore enhancing mutual understandings of their mission. Um, It develops uh, competencies and skills and knowledges and abilities to build, sustain, and retain a mission-ready workforce. So we have a five-day training program that incorporates lectures, demonstrations, and assessments, and hands-on cooking and production activities. And we partner with the CIA, uh, which is the Culinary Institute of America, just so we're clear on that, um, to help us with uh, achieving these goals. Now we take individuals that from all branches of services um, that um, are one year in, maybe two or three years in, and we give them a brief window shot on what it looks like to, to go to a prestigious school as the CIA. Columbia Institute of America. I keep up to saying that, uh, um, and giving them that that brief. Um, glimpse of what it takes to go to a school like that but also to 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 give them a brand new skill set or give them a skill set that they can take back to their bases and be proud of the work that they're doing one of the other things that this program actually does which is phenomenal it, it, you know we talk about motivation we talk about the mental the, the mental stability of an individual can you imagine um, being in a job where you feel, this is thankless. You feel that this is a thankless position. And being put in the position to go to uh, San Antonio or or Napa Valley or New York and being taught by a world-renowned chef and, and having your dish put on display and then going back to your base
0: and actually doing that. So and, and pretty doesn't much it, and- what happens And doesn't it also help that this is – while they're still in the military, so even as they – this is that two-year thing that you're thinking about, you know, getting people prepared, they can start thinking about their civilian life as they're in the military right now.
1: Absolutely. And that's one of the biggest things because when – you know, that's what happened to me when my chief told me I'm going to send you to Johnson & Wales. That changed my whole, whole direction. So by having these individuals that come out for the week of training and actually showcasing them, making sure that they are the front and foremost you are important and making them feel that way when they go back to their base, it's like, oh, this is what I learned. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. Uh-huh. And hopefully and hopefully we those individuals will once they transition out, will either go in, go go back to the CIA to continue their education or or go into our industry. So that is our goal.
0: And then you also have the Chicago Military Food Service Training, and that's for management?
1: Yes. And also with the Chicago uh, training, it's also a recognition. We have a dinner uh, for all of the branches of services for their awards that they would have received uh, during the, uh, year, each branch of service has a different food service award. Uh, Air Force has the Hennessy Award, uh, Air National Guard has the Disney Award, and Navy has, uh, the NAE Award. Um, but these awards are, um, and because of COVID, we've, we've had some difficulties, um, um, doing these things. Uh, in the past couple of years, but I'm looking forward to to um, having these uh, awards present again, um, and that's another way of showing uh, the military individuals that we as the National Restaurant Association Education Foundation cares about what they're actually doing to put them on center stage and make them feel important um, part of the part of the award ceremony is the management part where they learn the customer service they they uh, learn costs in effect. What what does that mean? So it's more based um, industry based. We have industry leaders come in and talk to um, to our service members. They get to network with the industry leaders. Some of them may be transitioning now, so that's a good way of of, of keeping in contact with individuals that they may want to work for in the uh, in the next few uh, months or years. Um, so we really it's a time for us to showcase our military and 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 award them appropriately.
0: And our next segment, I'm going to have you tell us about the apprenticeship and um, and other programs that, that you're supporting. They're all so terrific and I'd love to have the audience learn more about um, the scholarships, the certifications, all that good stuff and the good work that you're doing. So stay with us. We'll be back just after a few short announcements and we'll hear more from Derek Small on the good work of military programs. That are offered through the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation. And if you want more information, just go to chooserestaurants.org and consider a donation as well. Welcome back to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. And today we've been talking about our relationship with veterans and ways we can support them and taking a new look at food service and the opportunities there. And to do that, we have a wonderful guest who is part of the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation, and he's the director of military programs. And we've been hearing his story and his vision and and the work that he does, and that's Derek Small. Welcome, Derek. Thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Thank you
0: again. Appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. We've been talking about your journey uh, in the Navy, uh, your work in food service, your work in training, some of the great things that are offered. And there's a few more things that we wanted to make sure that we we talked about in terms of offerings of the military program through the National Restaurant Education, Educational Foundation. So tell us more about the other programs that, that you've got going.
1: Sure, absolutely. Um, We have a skill bridge program, which is DOD approved, um, where uh, it's an opportunity for service members to gain valuable uh, civilian work experience through uh, Pacific industry training, apprenticeships, and internships during the last 180 days of their service. Um, The program aims to provide a basic experience in the restaurant work environment, uh, that will equip service members to successfully enter into a restaurant management DOL registered apprenticeship program. Um, so um, individuals can come in through uh, uh, their transitional office and uh, enter through our SkillBridge program and uh, um, find a, or we will find a, uh, a employer that that. Um, that uh, will set that individual for the next 12 weeks, um, and it combines e-instruction e uh, plus work, work experience. So um, the good thing about that program is that it's no cost to the employer. Um, the service member is still getting paid and benefits are still getting uh, paid through their military service. Um, and after the 180 days or the 12 weeks of uh of training, um, they will go into uh, a management position within that company.
0: How So wonderful. I, I think
1: that is a very, uh, very, very good program uh, that uh, individuals should be taking advantage of.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there's so many... Wonderful things that that you've been doing and that you continue to do, uh, and the direction that you're going in. And, and I know you had some um, special closing remarks that you wanted to make, and I wanted to make sure that I I left um, time on our our program for you to be able to do that.
1: Sure, thanks. Well, you know, I, you know, we, we we talked a lot about uh, our veterans and also the industry, food, the food service industry. But I just want to leave this with our listeners. Um, you know that we really. Think about this. You know, not only do our veterans protect our rights and freedoms, but they also provide service and aid to those in need. In many instances, the U.S. is the first on the scene providing medical aid, food, and water at a level that no other country comes close to doing, home or abroad. So when you think about that, you know, we have our men and women out there fighting for our freedoms. We have our men and women out out there giving aid to the world. And you know, it's not just on Memorial Day that we that we celebrate the the lives of our departed veterans or Veterans Day that we celebrate the veteran for serving in our militaries. But it should be an everyday occurrence. It should be just like how we take. Um, Food and air and water that we need to survive. We should be thankful for those individuals that are out there in the, on the shores and the water, protecting our freedoms and helping the world.
0: And one way our and audience that, and one one way our audience can do to help to support that is to pr- provide um, a generous donation to the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation. And you can do that by going to chooserestaurants.org. Give it a consideration. They're good people, and it's a a good way to support our veterans. Thank you so much, Derek, for being with us today.